Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Driveway Liberty Podcast. We are about to go live on Facebook. This is the audio that you listen to right now. But here we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Driveway Liberty Podcast live stream. Man, we got a lot to talk about tonight. But I am your Uncle Wes, and I'm sitting here with Travis and Dan. To my left, Mr. Dan Matichero. He's kind of got a little chip on his shoulder tonight because he kept trying to hand me shit, and he was upset about that. Absolutely <laughs> false. 100% BS. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. He's he's getting kind of intolerant. A little inside. Uh, he's got he's got family here living with him until yeah, a little inside until January. Inside bullshit. Uh, I forgot to so, turn the volume down. So uh, Dan, while he's doing something, let me introduce my other friend across the table, Mister <coughs> Travis Horn. Hello. So, quick shout out to our good friend Brett. Yes. Who successfully defeated the Rhinos and is now vice chair of the Walton County GOP. So shouts to our boy Brett Woo-hoo. on yeah, that one. Yeah, buddy, yes. You know, all right, so I was there, and it was kind of funny situation because I was messing with Brett a little bit. I said, hey, I'm going to nominate this other guy to run against you. <laughs> After I'd actually sent out an email endorsing <laughs> Brett earlier in the day. Um, and he's like, no, let's not do that. And some dude, I don't even know the dude's name, when it came time to nominate vice chairs from the floor – He's like, hey, I've got a nomination. I elbowed Brett. I said, this dude about to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy nominated Brett. <laughs> ah, it, it worked out in Brett's favor most definitively. Well, so. Good. Congratulations to Brett. Excited to see what they can do. We might actually have a functional county party that accomplishes something at some point. Right. And a good friend of the podcast, Jackie Dabney, as well, as the chair. Yes, so absolutely. Congrats there. Um, also, quickly – Man, we lost a freaking Titan of college football this week. Man, dude, uh, yeah, national treasure, not yeah. just a Titan. An absolute national treasure is who yeah. we lost, man. Yeah. Mike Leach, not the most successful football coach necessarily, but by far the most entertaining. And of all the football coaches out there, number one, I don't know, him and Spurrier, probably a tie for number one to go have a round of cold beers with. Right. So – well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, you know, I don't usually get upset like that. DJ from Ellen DeGeneres show. I don't. Even, I look. I I feel bad for his family and his loved ones, but I I could give two flying rats asses. Who? What are we talking uh, about? The the DJ from Ellen DeGeneres' show that uh that passed away. Ellen DeGeneres had a DJ on her on her talk show. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um. And um. R.I.P. to that dude. I guess. Yeah. You know. I mean. I hate that for him, but like the. All day, man, everybody's – I mean, it's all over social media. And I'm like, dude, you know what? I'm sure he was a good dude and he, you know, a hell of a DJ. And he was young, so it was sad. But I could I, I, I could give a crap. But, when, yeah, I mean, Mike Leach, man, when I saw that the other morning that he had actually passed away, man, it, it actually broke my heart a little bit. I love that dude. He's hilarious. Yeah. He was a character and he was, you know, he was definitely – we're under tornado watch, boys. Yeah, I just got that. Um, definitely a, a big part of the of college football community. Yeah, uh, good friend of the show, my college roommate Micah, had a signed recruiting letter from Mike Leach when he was graduating high school. Oh, cool! And I think it was from uh, Mike Leach and Hal Mummy. Oh, wow! Back when they were, I think Valdosta State, maybe somewhere, yeah. somewhere like that. Yeah, yep. nice, nice. So Valdosta State, man. They, were, I mean, that Jesse Tuggle. Who used to play for Atlanta Falcons? He went to Valdosta State. Yeah, and a good friend of mine that had a short stint with the St. Louis Cardinals before they moved to Phoenix and all of that. Uh, also played at Valdosta State. So yeah, it's actually not a bad little football school. Yep, used to be pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing good. A lot of stuff going on. We're headed down to Universal on Friday. Uh, quick reminder for everybody. Our live Christmas special on Tuesday. Tuesday. Right? What time, Dan? Six o'clock. Central, 4 p.m. Central. Pacific. Just so everybody's aware. <laughs> uh, and like always, get a like, share, subscribe, comment, five-star review, tell all your friends, patreon.com, all that good stuff. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And by subscribe. the way, I'm um, getting tired of working for the man. Yeah, same. 
same. <laughs> By the way, uh, we're we're doing a new thing on our live stream this week. We have a Twitter poll uh, that that we have up. Uh, if you'll go over to Twitter, I've posted a link in the comments to our Facebook stream. Uh, about to do that, I can't do that. Yeah, I can. I'm doing it in the uh, on the YouTube stream, depending on where you're watching it. But click that link and go over and participate in that poll. That would be super duper. I'm going to cool go participate in it. You should. You should. It's it's basically uh, who is more trustworthy. And Dr. Fauci's in there. And I, can't oh, I already believe voted it. on that one. Somebody, 12.5% said he was more trustworthy. More trustworthy than Elon Musk, fishnet condoms. <laughs> yeah. And or gas, gas station sushi. Gas station sushi. Look. Yeah. Okay. It's down to 11% for Fauci. Wes. He's I, tied with fishnet condoms. <laughs> yeah. Wes, I, you probably know this. Dan may know it as well. But I will say one of the great joys of living in the South is there's some damn good food at gas stations. Oh, yeah. And oh, that's some it's some of the best country cooking you'd ever eat in your life. Yeah. So as that, you know, I'm a little hesitant to talk bad about gas station sushi, but I understand. I understand. I've never had great gas station sushi, but I've also never had gas station sushi. But if I'm comparing it to some of the fried chicken, barbecue, meat and three. That's a totally different story. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally. I just, it's totally different story. But I don't know what gas station would entice me to come in and say, yeah, I want sushi. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you get gas, you go in, you get a little bit hungry. And you're like, maybe I'll grab a hot dog. And then you see the display of sushi. And you're like, wow, maybe. I'm kind of in the mood for sushi. I've been eating hot dogs every day this week. Uh, and then but, you but try see, it, no, and then, no, then no, you pay. No, no, that. See, I now I am a gas station hot dog connoisseur. Dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. Corn dog connoisseur. All right. But if, if I'm in a gas station for food, I've gone in for a purpose. Right. And sushi, like just a random gas station with sushi in it, is not going to convince me. Raise your hand if you've seen sushi in a gas station. Oh, well, okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that was the point of the poll. Like, <laughs> that, that, we put that, that out That's there. what I'm it's saying. Like, you know, but if this was like there was a place on the Mobile Causeway when I was in college called Argyros, and I've never once got gas there, but I've spent hundreds of dollars on their freaking barbecue potatoes. Right. Now, if you had an Argyros that was known for their sushi, I would show up and try their sushi at the gas station. Well, you got. You see the, what I'm saying? Like, you yeah, see the, I do understand. But that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to walk into a gas station and see sushi and be like, oh, I'm not getting the hot dog. But there's that. There's that gas station in Fort Walton Beach. Uh huh. I think it's Dickies or whatever. It's got the the fried chicken. Dodges. Dodges. Yeah, the fried. Dodges chicken. is damn good. Dickies is the. They had a whole barbecue. fried corn on the cob one time. Did they? Yeah, I was like, I'm not a huge corn on the cob guy, but. You, you tried fried to change my corn. mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the whole cob. Everything. Dude. Just fried it. I've eaten some pretty good vittles in a gas station. Now, like the Sefco and the stuff around here. Now, I'm not eating a t- some worn ass out taquito that's been on the roller for, you know, three and a half days or, you know, that's whatever. Fair. That's but, fair. But, you know, there was a gas station in Albany, Georgia. I can't remember the name of it. It's like Mick Murphy's or something like that. And, man, you'd go in there and get one of those hot dogs, and they had the steamer, not the roller. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the hot mm-hmm. dogs were steamed. They had slaw and some of that good-ass old generic Hormel chili. And I would get mm-hmm. a chili slaw dog. It was on point. I, I, yeah. <laughs> You're actually making me hungry. Like, like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I, like, I, I, that sounds good. So my only question, because I don't doubt it was good at all. How long was a drive from McMurphy's to your house and then to your toilet? Because that dude, I work, I work, I work next door. You're, you're, yeah, your your internal systems be under assault after that one. Hey, uh, you know what? I had that was back. Uh, I still have a pretty strong stomach, but that wouldn't be one I'd want to take on the road. No, 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 no. Absolutely, you wouldn't like, want to take your chances no, out in public. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Ferguson says hello. He says cheerio. Mongo, and, what's uh, up, buddy? Gentlemen, what's up, buddy? Merry Christmas to you, my man. Merry Christmas, Mongo. Yeah, buddy. So, uh, if you, uh, th- I want to thank everybody in advance for sharing the podcast and definitely go participate in our Twitter poll. The link is in the comments up there. Um, I'll see if I can pin it, and uh, I've already got a comment pinned, so I don't know if I can. Yeah, I can. 
it'll be pinned at top that you can go participate in our Twitter poll. And while you're over there on Twitter, go ahead and give us a little follow. That'd yep. be pretty sweet of you to do that. Hey, and, and quick programming note, we're throwing out a lot of programming notes. Uh, we're going to do beer review live here on the live stream tonight. Yep. Which and is I, something we hadn't done in a live stream. Yeah. I've got That's a true. beer. It's going to blow your mind. So it's now, for the first time ever, yeah. beer review on camera. On oh, camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First right? time ever. Yeah, absolutely. I think we did like a knockoff, like, oh, hey, we forgot to do one. But no. No, that's a real deal. That's a real deal. Real deal, Holofield. Real deal. So, hey, guys, we are in the level five of the Twitter files. Level five. Level five. We are in the fifth dump. It's almost like they're kind of, you can kind of see the pattern now, the flow, so to speak, yeah. where it's rolling together. And then uh, Elon threw out there that we talked about it on Sunday for our Patreon subscribers that Elon's little tweet about, uh, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's and people started asking questions. He, they haven't released that part yet, at least that I've seen. But people started asking questions, and people were trying to lay it out. And he would respond every time somebody said, "You know, so you have information where Fauci, as a government employee, colluded with Twitter to suppress the anything other than the the." the narrative that they wanted to control over COVID. Right. And he put one of them, he put like a trophy sign uh, uh, logo up there. Yeah. uh, Emoji. And then sometimes it was a yes, but everybody kept adding those comments in there trying to figure out what it is. So Mm -hmm. when we get that, you're going to, I guess, see, hopefully see, um, you know, direct evidence of Fauci and his band of merry COVID men. Yeah. Uh, censoring content, so you'll—I'm f- sure you'll hear about the ivermectin situation and the um, hydroxychloroquine. Oh and yeah, all that stuff. I'll I look. look at, I'm looking forward to it. Me too, because like a meme I put in on Facebook uh, last week. <laughs> I'm the asshole that was right all along. Yeah, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm the asshole that was right all along. And there's a lot of those assholes that were right all along. Well, I'm going to tell you what, man. I have been probably more engaged on Twitter in the last two weeks than I have in a minute. I, I mean, I look at it on the daily, but Travis is obviously among the three of us, the Twitter guy. Um, yes. he, he's always on Twitter. My uh, day day gig, which, as we said earlier, we need Patreon supporters and sponsors so we can leave those day gigs eventually and do something but um, and do this full time because we love you guys and we love hanging out with you. Um, but the, uh, the, the, I find myself several times a day more often. Matter of fact, I went ahead and paid Elon my eight bucks today. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to sign up and do that too. And the, the, the Twitter files, if you are like us and we're junkies. Yeah. Right. And, and we are. I don't even want to say conspiracy interested, but like you could just put two and two together. Yeah. Right. As far as like, Oh, well they're suppressing us. Oh, you know, Robert Malone, the man who developed the MRNA technology got kicked off of Twitter. Why? There's nobody on earth that knows more about the MRNA technology than the guy. He was bad mouthing the vaccine. That's right. Right. Yeah. And so, so if you were paying attention, you knew, and this is just kind of putting the dots together, but I'll tell you more than anything, and, and I've struggled with this the last few months, is it, it's it's a hope, I don't even want to say hopeful, but it, it is, the, the thumb's been taken off the scale, at least on Twitter. Yeah. And these, it, did y'all see, see he posted, uh, just said follow, and it was a little bunny emoji. Yeah, the white yeah. rabbit. And it could be a Matrix reference. It could be a... Allison Wonderland. could Allison be whatever, Wonderland. yeah. And all these freaking weirdo lefties are like, oh, this QAnon, Q-anon he's doing Q-anon. this and that. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you guys are worse than the QAnon folks. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Be, be, and and what part of it is I, they're so used to playing a rigged game that they don't know how to... They, they can't wrap their minds around a... Just a, fa- a fair discussion. 
Because, well, because it's introducing information that they were told was conspiracy theories. It wasn't right. true. It was crazy. And now they're being introduced to us and they don't know what to do. Well, and what Elon said, uh, one of his tweets was, uh, you know, fooling people is not hard. It's convincing people that they've been fooled. It was something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he said. And he's absolutely correct. Yeah. And, and saying I'm wrong is one of the hardest things on earth to do. Yes. I mean, I've only had to do it like twice, so I mean, I don't. I, I did it once and because that, uh, I thought I was wrong, but I wasn't. And I truly believe that's the biggest issue from a societal standpoint is the fact that these there's so many people that just can't admit they were wrong about, name it, Trump, Russia, COVID, the vaccines. I mean, pick your narrative where the mainstream media told you X, Y, Z. It's been proven that it's ABC and they still believe it's XYZ and they will never admit that it's really ABC. Right. They won't admit it. Well, to me, it's, it's because it shatters their worldview. So if we take most of these journalists, they probably grew up rich in a suburb, maybe went to a boarding school, then went to some elite college. Like they, they've never gotten pushback. And then they came out and worked for the New York Times or, or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah. And they've never gotten pushback. They've never had to stand there and defend their, actually defend their ideas. Right. Whereas people typically on the right tend to be better at defending their ideas because they have to do it all the freaking time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, everybody's, I mean, because the attacks come from so many different areas. I mean, you're just, you're kind of forced to do it. And there's a lot more. <laughs> intellectual honesty in those regards people will challenge you without attacking you right right on the, well, in, in a lot in our, a lot of our and, and, and think about it like this you guys remember fairly early on in our podcast this was maybe episode eight you know i read the story and we talked about where did the whole lockdowns and six feet you know uh social distancing come from it came from a freaking high school science project yeah right and we went through, and like it's a fact, and, and there's a, uh, a government records to prove this, and all this stuff. And if if you walked up to someone that is just a normie, and right. does, you know, isn't on Twitter that much, and told them, "Hey, the ideas for lockdown and social distancing came from a high school science project that got third. Yep. They, I, I don't know that their brains could even comprehend that much less try to agree or disagree. And, with you. and you think about that group psychosis that that's what you said was true. Yet during the spring of COVID go into any grocery store, go into any public business establishment. And all you saw was social distance. As a matter of fact, you can still go to places and no, see those places. social distancing signs. Yeah, we they put stickers on the floor. They're, somebody said they're doing more. They're starting to do more short shutdowns up north, like in New York and well, yeah, I'm, stuff like I'm that. I'm watching. I'm watching the the. I don't know if it was an old feed, but your tweet that you sent out about the the restaurant guy that we'll talk about. Yeah. the reporters got a mask on. Well, that was the second one I sent was from February 2021. Okay, so I guess right. it's still yeah. Yeah, I mean by that point. I mean, you rarely saw masks in Florida, right? No, but you t today you still see them. Sure, you'll see tours coming from uh, those I, northern I saw states. A couple of kids walking out of South Walton High School with them today. So it's crazy. And and see, I think here's the problem: is that we as Americans want to have trust in our system and in our experts. Like we we really want to, because how else could you build such a great country, right? Well, that's what the normal person thinks. Yeah, you're going to answer like like you should. When in reality, the whole time it was never the experts. It, it was it was never you know anything like H Henry Ford wasn't an expert. The Wright brothers, you remember, uh, what was it a New York Times, Washington Post? Uh, I forget what the newspaper was. Like man will not fly for a million years, and less than two months later, the Wright brothers are flying. Right. That that wasn't the government, and that wasn't those guys weren't experts. They just had an idea and figured it out. Yeah. But we have been conditioned in this society to believe that it is the elites, the experts, 
the Joe Bidens, the Hillary Clintons that that uh, we we have this innate want to trust them, and I think that's just been ingrained in us well, as t- Americans. Thomas Sowell wrote a book called "The Vision of the Anointed." Yes, in that a lot of, he talks about the lack or the I don't know if it's an inherent human trait or just a desire to give your responsibility to somebody else. Yeah, that's an inherent human trait. Yeah, so you you being responsible for your own actions, your own thoughts, figuring out, do the research, etc., is not inherently how we're built. Right. So we look for those things. And now we've got a society where we've created a hierarchy in which those people, regardless of which avenue it is, these are the people you go to. And then you have the sheep who don't want to think for themselves will fight and argue almost to the death to defend those people. Right. And in the world we're living in now, the great majority of them are academics. They're not real world people. So you got the academics fighting against the doctor who created the MRNA vaccine. Yeah. And they're, they have a counterpoint. So these people believe the academic as opposed for the guy who actually did it for real. Well, but, and, and, and that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Man. Well, no, I was just going to say, see, the problem with the academics are because the government funds so much of the academic world and a certain type of person wants to go be an academic for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And if they want to do anything, they got to get a grant from Fauci. Right. Yep. It, it just creates a system of yes, men. Which, you know, on our Evergreen cast, I'm going to play video. Well, it'll be audio. Audio. But yeah. we'll, and, and we'll talk about that. But, but we, the, the, the academics out there right now, you know, I, I, I don't know how many you can actually trust, but it's not, it's not near what I would have thought 10 years ago. Right. It, uh, it, I mean, it, you know what? I had a professor actually tell me this in a class. He says, I want you to think about every research project ever done that's been funded by somebody outside of the person doing the research project. Ideology makes a difference. And they're going to obviously do that research in favor of who's funding it. Yeah. I mean, if the Clinton, if I want to do a research project and the Clinton foundation funds it, a, I'd be scared for my life. If I didn't turn the right in, but I I would, you you are slanted. They're only going to fund the research that they think uh, it's going to go their way. Right. Exactly. It's going to perpetuate their narrative. Yes. You know, well, just look at climate. Yes. Research. How many times have you heard 96% of climate scientists agree there's a consensus? Well, they're all funded by the people who want you to believe this. Well, nothing in science is about consensus. No, it's the opposite of that. Yeah, like Isaac Newton's law of gravity. He, he you know, the the guy was that bucking the system, uh, the doctor that uh, was the gynecologist that said, "Hey, maybe we should wash our hands before sticking our hands inside of other people." Yeah, and the and the survival rate of the mother and the child like skyrocketed like ninety nine percent of his yeah. patients when it was like fifty, mm-hmm. right? Well, there was a consensus that he was a Looney Tune, and he ended up in a freaking insane asylum. And then, you know, we have a pandemic. Oh, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Well, I mean, you should wash your hands. I get it. Yeah. But this is a respiratory virus. Washing your hands doesn't mean a hill of fucking beans. Right? You're not going to come over and stick your finger up my nose. <laughs> Absolutely. Even if you did, you wouldn't have the virus on your finger to stick it up my nose. True. So that, that that's, you know what I'm saying? Like. Like and, and so I I think that that's part of where we're at is there's so much misinformation out there, and and people have just been um, was it uh, oh the guy that did the long form interview not Solzhenitsyn um, shit Bongino plays him all the time the Russian KGB defector oh wow. uh, oh my god that Russian guy keep that going. Russian dude oh. While you're thinking about it, hey, if you haven't participated in Twitter poll, it is, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, it's in the comments. Uh, it should be pinned on Facebook. Go to participate in our Twitter poll. Give us your answer. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a follow. Hi, Mary. Mary's watching. Hello. Mary, Mary, Mary Howard. Oh, hey, Mary Howard. I love her. Uh, anyways. Hey, Cooper what, Jean. 
what the uh, what what the ex KGB guy said was, you know, people have been so conditioned that even if you took them to the gulags in Russia, or at that point the Soviet Union, right, and took them there and showed them the the proof, they still wouldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 that's that's the thing. They've been fooled, and nobody wants to admit that they've been fooled. They don't want to admit that they've been wrong. So uh, in the m- most recent dump in the Twitter files, they're talking about the the dialogue in the in, internally. Yuri Besmanov. Yuri, Yuri, that's him. They're talking about uh, the the uh, the Twitter files has uh, the internal do- dialogue as it relates to kicking Trump off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And um, do y'all have any comments on that? Yeah, I guess Michelle Obama was a big influencer on that. Yes, she was. And they actually had no no policy in place that would allow them to kick him off. Nope. So they changed their policy in order to be able to kick him off. Exactly. Or change it or create a policy in order to be able to kick him off. Well, a- absolutely. From the time he won the election, basically through Twitter, I mean, that, yeah, that, we that talked about it where you said they, they we're never going. They said they're never going to let this happen. Yeah, again. I mean, they, yeah. I mean, Google had a struggle session the next day yeah. at their headquarters. You know, we're getting all this stuff about Twitter. I wonder. Oh, Google and Facebook. I, I think Google Twitter, and YouTube because YouTube. I th- Google owns YouTube. Well, right? not just you. Yeah, Google does on YouTube, but YouTube, Facebook. I mean, think about what kind of crap went on there man it's going on there still going on oh yeah oh yeah they're they're actually i would imagine they're scrounging they're circling the wagons trying to circle (laughs) the wagons and say okay deleting emails yeah if this comes to us what happens yeah yeah because it'll be same story different day yeah absolutely well i I think twitter is the tip of the iceberg yeah i mean i I don't even want to say tip of the iceberg it's like a gnat on the largest elephant in recorded history oh no doubt compared to what facebook and google youtube the the way i look at it is everything that the conspiracy theorists in their words thought about the 2016 election the 2020 election russia pick your basically all the crap that has happened since trump walked down that freaking escalator and yeah. announced he was running to today. Everything that they say is a conspiracy theory is fucking true. Yeah, like no everything. And you, you can't conv- you couldn't convince me otherwise prior to the whole Twitter drop. This isn't a revelation for people like us. It's just confirmation. Not that we need confirmation, but it's like, listen, it's out there now. Well, I I think it is. You can go to your friend that's on the fence and say, "Hey, here you go." Like, yeah, if, if, yeah, if yeah. you don't think these social media companies are putting their fingers on the scale of what you can and can't talk about, what you can and can't know, you're just wrong. Right. Here's the internal documents proving it. Yep. And again, I go back to, you know, Elon Musk. That all this was secondary. This, these Twitter files. Yep. His first thing was to stop the child sexual exploitation on Twitter. Well, with 7,500 employees, they couldn't figure that out? Well, when you had the head of, what's this Yol guy's position? What was his he position? He was the director of trust and safety. Yeah, and he's. Which that whole department got. And he's a out. freaking pedo loving freak of nature oh the, the the fact that they didn't even have a policy to eliminate well because he was in charge of it and, and that's what he shit. is into that's fucking ridiculous the guy that. in charge of it I mean, is into that you've that's why there was no policy. give facebook credit for stuff like that but they didn't i mean how fucking ridiculous is that it's it's it's, it's absolutely scary. insane well and i want to say it was something like fifty thousand accounts or something just based off the child sexual exploitation stuff right so uh, just an update on the Twitter poll, and it is what or who is more trustworthy. Dr. Fauci's got 11.1%. I really would like to know who voted for him. A gas station sushi, unfortunately, has 
support gas station sushi. Elon Musk is 77.8%. And then, you know what? Fishnet condoms are tied with Dr. Fauci at 11.1%. Yeah. So. It's fishnet for her pleasure. That's right. Absolutely. (laughs) Fishnetted for her pleasure. That's probably a good segue to go do our beer reviews. Yeah, I think it's about time for that, man. Yeah. Let me, uh, y'all, uh, what you. you ready? Dan? Dan, what you got? Travis, you go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, I got to get my beer out first. Okay. All right. So I told you and I teased that this is quite possibly the greatest beer ever. Are you sharing or you just brought your own? No, I just brought my own. Screw you guys. I'll tell you where to go get it. I just fucked up. Okay. I I haven't even tried it yet. Okay. And there was only a four pack. How do you know it's the best ever? Well, I can tell you I know it's the best ever. Four pack describes to me like there's enough for everybody. This is the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, snap. Broken Skull <laughs> American oh, snap. Lager. Okay. Man, I would I would love for Stone Cold to sponsor this show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love that. You know, I took a little offense to uh, our good friend Haley over at the Liberty Alliance Network, kind of questioning our beer selection. Yeah, choices. what's up with that, Haley? I, but, so, you know, today I was at the ABC store in Destin, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to find something unique and special. And I laid my eyes on the Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull American Lager. They also had an IPA, but because I don't have a man bun, I didn't get the IPA. So. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah. How is it? Oh, that's actually quite delicious. Is it really? It is. You know, I looked on here. I couldn't find the ABV. But uh, let me look it up on Untapped uh, and see if it's on here. El Segundo Brewing Company. That means the second. Yeah, I guess so. I don't in know. Spanish. I don't speak French. All right. Well, it's not French, but okay. <laughs> um, hold on, Jane. Bad Dan, the internet, man. There it is. Yeah. Looking at me like I'm in charge of the internet. You are you in are. charge of the internet, <laughs> man. But yeah, I got to say, that's pretty good beer. You guys want to take a little sip? You know, huh? 6.7. Oh, wait, no, that's the IPA. Oh, oh this is gonna be, it's gonna be a low fives. It'll be like five. It's a broken skull lager, stone this cold. Is the American lager, yeah. Stone cold. Well, it just says Steve Austin's, but that's who it is. I added the stone cold. Oh, did you? Uh huh. Steve Austin. Go ahead, Dan. Tell Here, us what here's you're what I'm drinking. Can you see it? Which way? I don't know. Why don't you just tell people? <laughs> just tell them. 4.8%. Oh, oh that's terrible. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, it tastes delicious. So I'm, I've got the Flying Coffin IPA. And we're rocks. losing viewers. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, they had just killed 45 Damn. seconds. Just... He's just like, what's he No, doing? it was West it's trying just... to find out uh, what the IBV was. A lot of dead air. Oh, everybody's like, oh, focused. y'all, I, I, I didn't know y'all couldn't talk while I was looking up an AB. <laughs> well, I was waiting on oh, Dan. Go ahead. Well, Dan was holding up his beer. I was like, oh, is he going to talk? What? Yeah. I was holding it up while, while whatever. you guys were whatever. Looking. All right. Take some personal responsibility, Dan. Yeah. Come on. He's you let just, all the viewers down. Right. That is what, a good beer. What is that? Props. Flying Coffin? Flying yeah. Coffin. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I wish they'd sponsor the cast. That's a local out of Niceville. Look, in honor of the almost 6,000 views that the Florida Free unofficial Florida Anthem music video has gotten across all the platforms in which it's shared, I am drinking the Florida Man by Cigar City. Uh, I can't even remember what it is. I can't see. It's a Florida Man beer. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Florida Free, Florida Strong, baby. Is it going to do some meth and maybe steal my car later? Mm-mm. No? But it will dress up in a Bucky's outfit and plan a don't tread on me flag in the yard. <laughs> it will, in yeah. fact, do that. Yes. In slow motion. It will, in fact, do yeah, that. Yeah, and I this is a beer I've had before, and I think I've actually reviewed it on a podcast before, but it is uh, it's quite the delicious beer. Quite the delicious beer. So, if you're looking for beers, give those a try this week. Um, Still not the twisted pretzel from Shock Top. I'm actually... There's a part of me as a beer snob that is ashamed of myself <laughs> for enjoying that twisted pretzel so much. Oh, so good. It was good. All right. I'm so Matt, Matt just said he's not on Twitter, but his vote is fishnet condoms. Absolutely. Oh, there you go. 
Fair enough. So he he's in DC right now. He uh, he's talking about um. He said all that stuff that we're talking about yeah, with man. the with the masks and everything else is still happening up there. And uh, you should get on Twitter, Matt, because that's important. There's a lot of important stuff going on right there. Well, Twitter's got its purpose, and if you if you kind of follow Travis's lead on Twitter, where you just kind of use it as a real time micro blog news feed. Yeah. Um, it's good. If you do it like I, I do it the way Travis does, where you do it in, in actual order, uh, time wise of the tweets, instead of, letting, I believe letting linguistic people will call it chronologically, chronologically <laughs> instead of, uh, letting Twitter promote. Uh, like if you do the other, the default is Twitter promoting, the tweets yeah, you'll the see what they yeah. consider the things that you they can, think you want to see. You can theoretically get around the algorithm, but I guess they could still hide something within that chronological timeline. Well, sure. the the yes, they absolutely could. But the 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 tough part about the chronological one is if you're not on it a lot, you you can miss oh a whole well, shit yeah. ton yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's done in real time. No, and and every yeah. now and then you do run across stupid shit like this right here. Y'all can't see it. Oh, what? what the but fuck? it is another podcast, and uh, this guy Drew shares this thing. Was Jesus trans? How fucking stupid do you have to be to put that up there, right? Uh, I mean, I like to be a little irreverent, but I don't think I'm going to just mock God. No, right? no, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, I think and that's what it is. I mean, just, FFJ should just go mock. have words with that guy. I think yeah. I'm gonna reach out God. to FFJ here a minute in prayer. All right, um, can we talk about my boy DeSantis? Yes, I think we absolutely should talk about. Okay, it. can I first tell you guys a dirty little secret? What's that, buddy? I got a personal handwritten invite. You ain't pregnant. from the governor. Don't feel pregnant to go to his inauguration. As did I. Well, yeah, you probably just got automated email. I got a personal handwritten. No, I got a personal handwritten. Well, I signed up. Me and the whole fam's going. We're going to the inauguration. I can't. I got a gig. So, on a Tuesday? It's a Monday. It's the third. I want to know why I, I didn't get one. No, actually, the third is definitely a Tuesday. I actually freaking gave him money. And I need to go back and uh, re, uh, reevaluate my life because I was uh, almost 100% sure. Heavy D, what's up? I may be going going to now. I may have it, and I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're not completely caught up to date on your emails, Dan, I don't think that's a fair <laughs> yeah, that's accusation to leverage of the government. Yeah, I got it yesterday. I think it was. I'm sure that I have it a in personal there. invite, non-transferable invitation. Yeah, it said the Horn family. Mine said Wes Herndon. Oh well, see, my whole family was invited. Well. Uh, I could bring a guest, is what it said. <laughs> that whole business attire's got me fucked up, though, because well, yeah. you know I wear basically shorts everywhere I go. Oh, we we getting dressed up? I mean, it's like going to watch King get you know, like anointed or something like that. It's basically as close as we'll get. No, I get what you're saying. I feel I feel you. So, anyways, I, I know that Dan, as an outsider, doesn't quite appreciate this as much as I do. But uh, so, DeSantis. This week, along with the Florida Surgeon General, Joseph Ladapo, mm-hmm. announces a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines. Mm. Go fucking get them. Yeah. Unleash hell. <laughs> yeah. Right? Unleash hell. And you know what? There's a Robert Malone was on the war room and he he referenced DeSantis this decision to do this and commended it big time because and I so all right so let's let me ask you this what do you think is going to come of this if they if if what we already know is true is is found out by this grand jury what's the next step what does that look like it's actually a pretty brilliant move. It, not just from the whole grand jury thing, but what, dude, dude, there is no way DeSantis is not running. 
Oh, yeah, that's... No way. He's well, you can't have polling numbers that running. good and not run. Like, no, no. Running. Well, but this is just... You're talking about 5D chess. This is 5D chess because he gets sets up this grand jury and then his whole platform is, this is what we found. These guys tried to demonize Florida when we were doing the right thing because we knew what was up, and this proves it. Well, I, I'll, yeah, I'll be honest with you. If, if he's going to run... And and to this point, Trump's shown no want or desire to come off of the vaccines as his greatest accomplishment. No, but apparently and, and if you have a grand jury, I mean, I would, like just just some of the stuff that comes out of this is just an absolute. I mean, it's a sledgehammer. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like a nice little jab to come back. It with. actually will also make Trump look bad. Right? No, no, no I I agree. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. is that all of it is. And then be, because what I think a lot of these politicians and, and, and I think it's really across the board, Democrats and Republicans, people are hungry to find out, hey, what's actually going on? Yeah. Something's weird. E- even people I talk to who don't vote like us, who went out and got the vaccine, like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm not doing this booster shit. Yeah. Like, I felt so bad after the second dose or, you know, those types of things. And they've even got a lot of questions. Right. And one of them said to me, like, well, why would I go get it? Because obviously you can still catch COVID. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, What's it, the point? Yeah. At, at absolute best, it's a therapeutic, right? I mean, it's no different than taking Benadryl. Yeah. And that's the absolute best. The, the other flip side of that is there's a – so what actually happens here, I don't know. I actually think you're – this could theoretically set the groundwork if DeSantis wins in 24 to roll right in in 25 and just revoke their privileges on this and the people that and still happen to live. Lawsuits. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and you know, to the discussion we had a couple weeks ago about banning it, this or that, like you, you get a, a class action lawsuit big enough against Pfizer and Moderna, which those two are suing each other. I don't know if you guys knew that. No, I did not. Oh, yeah, that. they're That's suing true. each other. Okay. You get a class action lawsuit with enough people, with enough Decent evidence. I mean, you're talking about, you can, I don't think you could bankrupt Pfizer. You could bankrupt Moderna. But they're going to pull that shit you know, to what you said. Like, the, well, it's, well, it's probably the best way without me being, you know, I, I, I admit it. I was being petty and, hey, let's just go fight it out. Yeah. So how was their immunity from from lawsuits put in place? Was it an executive order? No, it was the 2005 Hurricane Katrina bill. Okay, so... That was passed. Past we, 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 I read that. I read yeah. that whole. It was Wait, a Hurricane they, Katrina. There. Okay. Never mind. No, Operation Warp Speed. What Operation Warp Speed did was it circumvented some of the regulations around human testing, human trials, those types of things. Right. They already, in a state of emergency, based off that 2000, I think it was technically January 2006, that Hurricane Katrina bill. Down there in the fine print, it said if the due to blah, 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 pandemic's a word in there, that if the president declares a state of emergency, that, and, you know, a vaccine, like it, it was kind of broad wording, but it basically gave uh, these big pharma companies no, in, in case they had to rush something out for an emergency like a Katrina or something, right? Hey, we got to get these flu shots. We haven't really tested this year's round. Whatever we gotta get them out now. So and in so order that, for that, that's that's when that happened. Now the Operation Wars, we gave them a bunch of money and re- removed a bunch of the regulations around how we take vaccines to market. So in order for just let's just say the things play out the way you just laid them out in DeSantis in twenty twenty five, how do we get to the point where they are able to be held accountable legis- or legally? If there's legislation in place to prevent that, you'd have to have a Congress and Senate oh, either we, repeal we that have, or put another well, we, bill we, in. We have legislation in place that says you can't infringe on my right to bear arms. They do it every day. Every Legislation day. doesn't mean a fucking thing unless we're going to enforce it. So so I guess that we'll see some Supreme Court involvement in that. If yeah, I mean, and, 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 and that, look, if it gets, if, if something like that happens and it gets to the Supreme Court, that, to me, that's a win also, not necessarily financially and not necessarily from pulling it off the market, 
But the pro, you know, Dan Bongino says the process is the punishment. Yeah. By the time we get to the Supreme Court, do you know how much discovery has gone on? Do you know how yeah. how many facts, how the data around? You've got what three levels of deposition before you get to yeah, that point. You, you've mm-hmm. got we tested this on nine mice. Yeah, and we, you, you know what I'm saying? Like by to that that point, well, I think the damage with, is done. We just haven't done it financially. Just with what they forced Pfizer to release in their Pfizer papers the results they had to to release you're seeing those things play you've already seen some of that play out so could you imagine full disclosure and all that stuff comes out yeah it would be a sane person would be like how the fuck did our government allow this to happen right i agree and 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 i think within that what we would you you will you don't need fifty percent of the country on board with removing the shots or taking it out on Moderna and Pfizer, right? Well, no, you don't you, need- you, you need a very committed minority, and mm-hmm. what I see that minority of people that are completely against those the COVID vaccine it just grows every day, and it's growing every day by a lot of people that were either forced into it, like a very good friend of mine, and I sent him that DeSantis clip, you know, and and he kind of wrote me back and he's like. I mean, he's just going off. He's like, "What am I supposed to do? What was I supposed to do?" Right? Hey, man, I we I get it. I'm I'm, I'm not in your shoes. No, you I'm know not what? A judge. I, I was staring down yeah, the barrel of This isn't meant as a judgment for those people. Something I think about daily. My wife was basically forced into the vaccine. Yeah. And not that she's having major health issues, but she's having some minor stuff, and has for the last year. You know, body aches that she didn't have before, uh, you know, excessive tiredness that she didn't have before, little things. And, you know, I jokingly say, well, that's because you took the vaccine. But I legit, I think about that. I'm like, okay, you know, there, there are people having, you know, myocardial issues. They're having these other issues. They're having these other problems. Oh, you're a- college football coach and you die of a heart attack right well he had been fighting pneumonia the entire season see and and what i've read this multiple places but i think you more people know someone that's had a bad reaction to a vaccine than than people know someone that died or had a really really tough time with COVID. yeah I, I off the top of my head, I can think of a few folks that maybe had a couple weeks where it wasn't great, but really our friend's dad that lives here in the neighborhood is the only person I know that was like on a ventilator for an extended period of time and somehow made it out of the hospital. What there's a guy I played little league baseball and football with that died like June of twenty twenty. I mean, and the guy now I don't know what kind of lifestyle he lived. I didn't stay up, stay that close to him. I mean, I was friends with him on Facebook, you know, as an adult. Saw him once or twice after I left that area. But he, I mean, he was on a ventilator and died from COVID. Well, yeah, the but ventilator the, probably killed him. But the the argument yeah. <laughs> the argument isn't that you couldn't die from COVID. Right. No, People no. obviously died from COVID. Sure. The argument is the vaccine was as dangerous or potentially more dangerous. It certainly was more dangerous to a certain age demographic. Oh, yeah. if, if you were then, under 39. Yeah. You, you're, you're all your health issues. If yeah. you got the vaccine or from the vaccine. Yeah. Like, yeah. like me, now you guys are significantly older, so it would have been a toss up, but yeah. Well, yeah, you, you're if, gonna if you, if you believe another, <laughs> in another few years, it's not significantly older. You're gonna if you believe it. that, if you believe the whole COVID You'll still be significantly older than me. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't change. The gap doesn't narrow. <laughs> but if you believe the COVID narrative, I should not be alive. Dude. I have Dude. all of the comorbidities you've, you've except got, smoking. I, I have a cardiologist. I have them all. Look, I, I got a lot of questions for uh, modern cardiology and what we've learned over the years. You, I mean, just... Normal, (laughs) but I mean the whole when COVID first came out, I was scared shitless because I'm I was the top of the list of you're going to die if you aren't in a bubble, right? Type scenario. That's the way it was played out to me when it very first started. Well, 
I'm still here. I had a friend of mine who is a a president of a hospital up in New York right. who told me if I don't get the vaccine, the next time we get together, we'll, it will be for your funeral. Fuck you. I'm still here. Right. <laughs> I didn't get the vaccine. And I can tell you, I thank God. Oh, look at gas station sushi making gas, a push. It's making a push. It's, Sorry, it's coming off. Sorry, Dan. I thank God that I've been able to be in a position where myself and my family didn't have to get vaccinated. Yeah. My wife didn't have to get vaccinated. Her, her, her I, look, job I, I talked about it and, and you know, I'm the only one here with a, a, a corporate job, you know, and I know Wes's wife got forced. You know, I mean, but I, it, my wife and I, I mean, I, I don't want to say contentious, but it forced us to have discussions that the, that a government should never be able to force me and my wife to have. Yeah. Right. That, that is why not that I was forced to get it right not because they, at that point it was up to your your workplace right but the fact that the government f- tried to force my company and then force me and my wife to have those conversations is what i am angry as hell about right. sure which is why i want vengeance like there's it's it's not righteous like it's not righteous indignation i want vengeance on joe biden and his administration for forcing me into that mm-hmm. yeah and, and I truly fear that the more this builds, that there becomes a, a huge swath of people that feel like they have no way out because they were forced into this or their loved one was forced into it and something bad happens. I told you guys about going to the doctor with my dad. I mean, there's like nothing anywhere close. Right. I was in the emergency room, like the, the room they had us in. I mean, I was fuming. You know, Imagine if that had been my wife and, and put myself in Wes's situation. Uh, you, you're going to need a lot of people showing up to that hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Whoever's currently there on property is not enough. You need to get more. Hey, you know what? I uh, My grandmother was in a hospital uh, when I was in my late 20s, and I almost got arrested because of the way the staff was treating me. Um. I know this is kind of off subject and weird for me to even be bringing up, but it, uh, you know, our loved ones are, I mean, you know, I, I have a small circle, so I value everybody in that circle probably being probably more than most people do. And when you mess with somebody in that circle, I get extremely defensive. I get extremely militant and aggressive when, when you, when you fuck with somebody in that circle. Now, I may pick on you. I may mess with you, but it's kind of like that big brother, little brother thing. I can fuck with them, but you can't. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and this whole situation with these vaccines, dude, dude, I can't tell you how secret I don't, I don't express it to my wife and she doesn't listen to Cass. So I think we're okay with that. But I am mad that they made her take that vaccine. I am so angry about that. Well, you, you can't convince me that the premature birth of my grandson wasn't related wasn't related because my daughter-in-law is a teacher mm. elementary school teacher and she had mm. to get the vaccine in florida had to get the vaccine yes yeah. in florida had to get the vaccine yeah and she did it and without and putting up much of a fight Sure. Well, but she how, either got well, I mean, she either got was, pregnant right was told that it, this was the right thing to do and, and and in all honesty and I don't mean to interrupt you Dan but you at the time we didn't really know better we you know we talked about earlier in this cast where well, it's the problem where you 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 want to trust. trust you want to you want to trust our inherent nature is to trust people who we believe or should have the knowledge to guide us. That's why we go to a doctor yep. to dissect what we have. Yeah. We don't we don't go to freaking the internet. I mean, some people do go to the internet, try to figure out what's wrong with you, but there's a freaking symptom. You could have 26 million different yeah. things. Yeah. So you go to the doctor. I typed in the sniffles and thought I had a brain cancer. we believe <laughs> is acting in our best interest. Right. We pay them to do that. Acting in our best interest to get the best course of action for 
our particular situation. So inherently this thing, whether it was on purpose and it prayed in, I don't believe it was on purpose. I don't think there, I don't think this is the mass execution type conspiracy theory. You don't say this Steve is the Gates. Bill Gates. The Bill, yeah, thing. Steve Gates. Depopulation Gates. theory. Yeah. I don't think that's it. I think this is. Well, I don't know what the government different. The go- what? And maybe it is, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe this is a situation where we had a government who wanted to be at the cutting edge of figuring out how to beat this thing that was presented as the scariest thing we've ever seen. Right. So our president, who's an ego fucking maniac, we all know that's the worst thing about Trump, but it's probably a good thing too it makes him who he is but that person wanted to be the one to save the world yeah and he put things in place believing he was doing the right thing Mm -hmm. trusted people who should have been able to be trusted well trusted people in positions that should have yeah not the person but that Yes, you're the number one person in the the leading world expert in this particular area. You should be able to be trusted when in reality, you're Dr. Fucking Frankenstein and nobody knows you you created the very shit that's killing people. Yes. And And, and you're now in charge of covering up. Well, I say created. You've knocked the first domino that's caused all this entire shit. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would say for a lot of people. That, that that trust between doctors has been shattered. Yeah, and that's sad. Well, and, I, I and have to admit, frightening. As, a, as a guy who's married to a nurse, I learned a long time ago that you need to question everything a doctor tells you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, one of the things, uh, you know, Shane Abbott, who is our house representative-elect, yeah, you know, I, one of the admirations I I have for him is, you know, he he sold ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Right. I've had people come to me and be like, "Well, his pharmacy sells the vaccine too." I'm like, I, I, "Was is he not supposed to?" Like, I, yeah, I, you know, I I may have my own personal feelings about it, but you know, like so, like what if I'm weighing those two out? You know, where do I? And, and so I just think at every, I mean. Just think about the way we used to think about teachers and the way we revered teachers, yeah, mm-hmm. and generals and yeah. doctors and and that's like the last five years. What I think the establishment—I know we're running out of time, but sorry, yeah. But what I think these people, these quote experts in all these different fields, don't realize is is there's an there's a shattered trust that can never be rebuilt. No, no, you're absolutely right. The the folks who were supposed to hold all the wisdom mm-hmm. and all the knowledge who were supposed to be above all the fray and make and and give us sound advice we can't trust that anymore no, and if you and it, for our audience out there if you have not read vision of the anointed by thomas soul I highly recommend you read it. I have not. And I'm going to reach out to Thomas Sowell. He owes us $100. Read it. You got a copy of it, Dan? I do. Well, won't you let me borrow it? I absolutely will let you borrow it. Hey, Thomas Sowell is one of the most brilliant economists on this planet. He's the man. Absolutely is. So, hey, guys, uh, we're we're out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in the live stream. If you don't follow us on all our respective things, you can see it on our Facebook page. You can find it on our Website, the driveway liberty uh, podcast.com. If you are, uh, would like to help support the cast financially, you can go to patreon.com forward slash driveway liberty podcast. If you are a liberty minded business, you can go to the driveway liberty podcast forward slash advertise and help us there. And do not forget Tuesday, December 20th, 6 p.m. Central Time. 4 p.m. 4 p.m. specific. <laughs> it will be our Christmas special live stream. 7 Eastern. Right? Yep. We'll be sitting around the fire. We'll be drinking some beers, maybe a little eggnog. And one of our uh, Patreon supporters that says said she didn't want to be on the podcast. She didn't want to drink, but she wanted to bring us some cookies. 
All right. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, Michelle, thank you for that. And we look forward to those cookies. Yeah. Now, so, now I mean, we should build, we, I think for Christmas, maybe not this year, maybe a little too late. Right. We build our Patreon supporter base. We should have a Patreon Christmas special potluck. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. We know how much Travis Lake those potlucks. Dude, man. Remind hey. me in the Evergreen cast. I'll tell you about the potluck I went to. Okay. All right. Absolutely. So, hey, guys. For Travis and Dan, I am Erica West. Thanks so much for uh, joining us in the driveway tonight. We'll see you next time on the Driveway Liberty Podcast. Mm-hmm.